0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In this, the second week of Lent, we have in our Sunday Mass readings an insight into the love and true nature of God. In our first reading, we see Abraham called by God to make the ultimate sacrifice, the sacrifice of his son one that he had waited a hundred years to have. He who was promised descendants as many as the stars now had his son and God was asking him to be sacrificed. He willingly would do so because he implicitly trusted God. We see in our reading that God did not want Isaac to be sacrificed, but revealed to Abraham his true loving nature. And in our gospel, we have the revelation of the transfiguration, that moment when Peter and James and John were shown the reality of heaven and the true nature of Christ. In this time, let us take the transfiguration as a sign for us that God wants us to be with him in heaven, but not yet. We have our job to do here on earth, building up his kingdom and preparing ourselves for eternal life. So let us pray. Father of light, in you is found no shadow of change, but only the fullness of life and limitless truth. Open our hearts to the voice of your word and free us from the original darkness that shadows our vision. Restore our sight that we may look upon your Son who calls us to repentance and a change of heart for he lives and reigns with you for ever and ever. Amen.
1: The First Station Jesus is Condemned to Death
0: We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the
2: world.
1: You will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives." Luke 21 verses 17 to 19. It is a sad reality in our world that many people like our blessed Lord are condemned to death, even when they are innocent. We only have to look at people like Maximilian Cobley or Edith Stein Saints of the Church who were murdered in the concentration camps during World War II. We know the names of some of those brutally murdered alongside millions of others for their faith. There are others, however, who are not named, whose lives are ended before they even leave the womb. Over six million innocent lives have been interminated since 1967. Although these children are without names, Each is precious in the sight of God. We are each precious in the sight of God, and Jesus knows the persecution and condemnation which we too suffer for his name. He said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. May strive to be people who uphold the sanctity of all human life, that we too may one day share in eternal life with God our Father.
2: I love love you, Jesus, my love above all things. I I repent repent with my my whole heart heart of having offended you. you. Never never permit me to separate myself from you again. Grant 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 that that I may love you always, and and then do with me what you will. will.
3: At the cross her station keeping Stood the mournful mother weeping Close to Jesus, to the last
4: The second station, Jesus receives his cross We adore you, O Christ, and
2: we praise you Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world
4: Come to me, all who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew 11, verses 28 to 29. Lord, you said, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. But even for you, the cross must have been heavy, heavier than it would have been for anyone else, because you were carrying so much more. You, the way, the truth and the life, were on your painful way to meet deceit and death. You knew your enemies better than anyone else, yet you still walked forward to meet them face to face. You do so in confident, loving obedience to the Father's will. Standing against the whole flood of filth and evil is the obedience of the Son disobedience always infinitely surpasses the growing mass of evil. God confronts evil because men are incapable of doing so. Help me, even in the face of overwhelming evil, to know that you are the light that darkness can never overpower. I love you, Jesus, my love above all things.
2: I repent with my whole heart of having offended you. Never, Never permit me, me to separate, me separate myself from, from you again. Grant, grant that, that I may love you always, and then, and then do, do with, with me what you, do. what you will.
4: Through
3: her heart his sorrow sharing, all his bitter anguish bearing. Now at length the.
1: the third station Jesus falls the first time
2: we adore you O Christ and we praise you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world
1: the Lord is near to the broken-hearted and saves the crushed in spirit many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers him out of them all Psalm 34, verses 17-20 to Jesus falls under the weight of the cross. After experiencing the physical torture of being scourged and crowned with thorns, his total lack of energy forces him to the ground. What message does this give to his persecutors? What message to those who look at him from the crowd? Surely one of giving up of admitting defeat. But look closer. Jesus simply admits that he is struggling on the path to Calvary, on the road to glory. Don't we struggle likewise on that road with our witnesses and our sins? And yet Aren't we so afraid to let others see our defects, our flaws, for fear that they see us to be something other than perfect? Jesus wasn't afraid. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And it was this that enabled him to get up and start on the way again.
2: I I love love you, Jesus, my My love above above all things. things. I, I repent, repent with, with my whole heart, heart of having, having offended you. Never, never permit me to separate me myself, myself from you again. Grant, Grant that I may love you love always and then, and then do with me what you, do. what
3: you will. Oh, how sad and sore distressed was that mother highly blessed of the soul be gone
4: The fourth station, Jesus meets his mother.
3: We
2: adore you, O Christ, and and we praise you, because by by your holy cross cross, you you have have redeemed redeemed the world.
4: And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Luke 1, verse 38. Our Lord picks himself up and once again begins the journey to Golgotha. As he continues on the road, his eyes meet that of his mother who, obedient to her calling from the angel Gabriel, has remained the faithful disciple at the side of her son. This encounter brought to fulfilment the prophecy of Simeon that a sword would pierce her heart. She can do nothing except embrace him reliving that privileged meeting with the angel and his subsequent departure from her. This special moment enables Our Lady to contemplate truly the depth of her yes and its consequences. It was this special moment of contemplation by which her fiat is still heard echoing down through the generations and which we, imitating that perfect disciple, try to emulate in our own lives. Mary invites us to share this moment now. She asks us to embrace her son's body, wrapped in pain, to ponder with her in our heart the experiences of her son's life, seeking to understand the significance of God's message. Our Lady, the first and model disciple, the fearless woman who stands steadfast and faithful, calls us to embrace this moment of faith. I love love you, Jesus, Jesus, my My love love above above all
2: things. things. I I repent repent with with my whole heart of having having offended you. Never permit me to separate myself from you again. Grant 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 that I may love you always, and then then do with with me what you you will.
3: Christ above in torment hangs, she beneath beholds the pangs. All
1: Simon of Cyrene helps Jesus carry his cross.
3: We adore you, O Christ,
2: and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world.
1: Simon of Cyrene, was it your stranger's face that led the soldiers to drag you from the crowd? You who had travelled so far for Passover, can you walk another mile? on this involuntary pilgrimage. Simon the African Was it the colour of your skin that led the soldiers to drag you to this plough? With Jesus who was humbler yet and accepted the condition of a slave, are you also to carry the weight of sin, prejudice, racism and false judgment? Simon the Father We are your sons and daughters, we who know you and Rufus and Alexander and your money-suffering sons and daughters who are still chained to the plough or rough justice. Carry it for them, carry it for us, carry it for Jesus.
2: I love love you, you, Jesus, Jesus, my My love love above above all things. things. I I repent repent with with my my whole heart of having offended you. Never Never permit me to separate myself from you again. Grant grant that that I may love you you always and then then do with me what what you will.
3: Is there one who would not weep whelmed in misery so deep? Christ, dear Mother,
4: The sixth station, Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. We
2: adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world.
4: The prophet Isaiah wrote, He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. Isaiah 53, verse 2. As we reach the sixth station, This is how Jesus is beheld by the crowds who jeer at him. However, Veronica, whose name means true image, sees much more. The full effects of Jesus' decision to take the sins of many on himself have now been exacted upon his body. But Veronica can see the king, Jesus' true image, beneath the bruises and lashes brought about by man's anger and jealousy towards God's sovereignty. In fact, Jesus is showing us the true image of our brokenness and sinful state. Yet Veronica reminds us not to dwell on this fact, but to wipe away the blood and sweat on Jesus' brow, to see the one in whose image and likeness we are made. He is leading us on this way of the cross to the true destiny of the children of God, to be like him in his true image in glory. I love, I love you,
2: Jesus, my love above all things. I repent, repent with, with my whole heart, heart of having offended having you. Offended you. Never, never permit me to separate, me separate myself from you again. Grant, grant, that, grant that I may love, love you always and then then do with, with me what you will. Do.
3: Can the human heart refrain from partaking in her pain in that mother's pain untold?
1: The seventh station. Jesus falls the second time.
4: We adore you, O Christ, and we
2: praise you. Because Because by your holy cross you have redeemed redeemed the world.
1: Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. Azar 53 Verses 4 to 5. Outside of the city walls, Jesus falls a second time, his body broken, bruised and utterly spent. The jeering crowds, the mocking soldiers, the passers-by staring at this convict, not daring to stop to look, lest they be roped in to help. Slowly, painfully dragged by the soldiers, he rises, Strength almost gone, and yet your will be done. Through his fall, he lifts us up. His death restores us to life. And how many times do we fall? How many times do we feel we can't go on? Through it all, he is there with an abundance of love and mercy. He knows what it's like to fall again and again. To share our weakness and yet never tires of picking us up and placing us back on the straight and narrow all we have to do is to trust him by his bruises we are healed
2: i love you jesus my love above all things i repent with my whole heart of having offended you never permit me to separate myself from you again Grant that I may love you always, and then, and then do with me what you will.
3: Bruce derided, cursed, defiled, she beheld her tender child, all with bloody scourges
4: rent. The Eighth Station The Lamentation of the Women of Jerusalem
2: We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world.
4: And there followed him a great multitude of the people, and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Luke 28 Verses 27 to 29. As Jesus struggles along the road under the weight of the cross, he passes by a group of women. When they see him, they are moved to tears. This is a natural reaction when we see someone who is in distress and we feel that we are powerless to help. Instead of accepting their sympathy, Jesus would rather they wept for themselves. When Jesus was in great need of our help, At his darkest hour, he reached out to these women and taught them to trust in God. Lord Jesus, there are times in our life when we can seem overwhelmed by our own problems and struggles. Help us to be like you, to see in our own misery the means of embracing the sufferings of others. I love love you, Jesus, my love above all things. things. I I repent repent with with my whole heart of having
2: having offended you. Never, Never permit me, me to separate, me separate myself from you again. Grant, grant the time that I may love, love you always, and, and then do with me what you, do. what you will.
3: For the sins of his own nation saw him hang in desolation, till his spirit
1: The ninth station, Jesus falls the third time.
2: We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world.
1: And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Luke 9 verses 23 to 24. At this station, Jesus is shown completely prostrate on the ground. What does this say to us? Firstly, it reveals the seriousness of our sins and the sin of the world which has so prostrated him Secondly, it calls to mind the words of blessed Charles de Foucault. Jesus took the lowest place, so no one could be excluded from the love of God. Here is Jesus in the gutter, assuring all of us, especially those whom society rejects, those who feel unloved or unlovable, those without hope, that they are indeed loved by God. For Jesus emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, and being found in human form, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. For Jesus, nothing is too good for us. We are worth dying for. I
4: love you, Jesus, my love above all things. I I repent repent with with my whole heart heart
2: of having having offended you. Never permit me me to separate myself from you again. Grant Grant that I I may love you always, and then 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 do with me what you will.
3: O thou mother fount of love, touch my spirit from above.
4: 10th station. Jesus is stripped of his garments. We
2: adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross
0: you have redeemed the world.
4: Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Matthew 6, verses 25 to 26. Here we are called to look over the whole of Jesus' ministry. Jesus was able to work with greatness, weakness and nothingness. Note how some of the disciples, experts in their trade as fishermen, caught a great catch once they relied on the Lord. Jesus was able to use their gifts and talents to bring about such an amazing feat. We also hear about the young boy who had little to offer, just five loaves and two fish, and yet Jesus was able to do something incredible with this, to feed 5,000 people. The woman caught in adultery had less than nothing to offer since the only thing she could give was her sin. And Jesus was able to do great things even with this, to win back her life from those who wanted her dead and to win her back to himself by forgiveness of her sins. The point is that we bring what we can to the Lord, the great catch or even our nothingness, and then we let him make that nothingness into something beautiful. Let us strip ourselves and offer this to Jesus just as he was so cruelly stripped and then let us clothe ourselves in his glory just as he was clothed with the cross i love you jesus my love above all things i repent with my whole heart
2: of having offended you never permit me to separate myself from you again grant that i may love you always and then do with me what you will
3: Make me feel as thou hast felt. Make my soul to glow and melt
0: with the love of Christ thy
3: Lord.
1: The eleventh station Jesus is nailed to the cross.
2: We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because Because by by your holy cross you have redeemed the world.
1: Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Luke 23, verses 42 to 43. The torn and bleeding body of Jesus disfigured through heinous cruelty and torture, is pushed to the ground and stretched out on the cross. With the ferocious blows of the hammer, the soldiers drive the nails into his sacred hands and feet. When they are finished, they raise the cross on high to the display of the crowd. Hanging high on the cross with blood gushing to the ground, Jesus, priest and victor, offers himself to the Eternal Father, the atoning sacrifice for the sins of all the world. O Lord, my mortal sins were the cause of your suffering and death. It is I that deserve to die for my countless betrayals. In your unbounding mercy, look with pity on me, as you once did, on the criminal that was crucified beside you, and grant that one day I shall be with you in your kingdom.
2: I love, I love you, Jesus, Jesus my, my love, love above all things. things. I, I repent, repent with, with my whole heart, heart for of having offended you. No, never let permit let me, me to separate myself from you again. Grant, Grant that, that I may love, love you always, always and then, then do with me what you, what you will.
3: Holy Mother, pierce me through. In my heart, each wound.
4: The twelfth station, Jesus dies on the cross.
2: We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world.
4: And all the crowds that had been assembled for this spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, returned home beating their breasts. And all his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. Luke 23, verses 48-49 Our Lord hangs on the cross, bare, exposed, alone. Although a small group remains faithfully at the foot of his cross, all others have scattered, and the sense of isolation bears heavily, The divine has descended to humankind, and the response of humankind was the cross. At the limit of what his battered body could endure, Jesus turned to give his mother Mary over to St John to present her as mother to the whole church. In that moment, that brief moment, a profound meaning is given to creation. Jesus' last exhausted words, Father, Father, Into your hands I commend my spirit. Proceeds a cry that rises up to split the heavens as he breathes his last. The silence is pierced only by the groans of the onlookers and the clenched fists beating on breasts as Mary, still at the foot of the cross, looks up at her only son, blood-soaked and lifeless. The temple veil renders... What needs is there now of temple sacrifice? The new reality, truly represented for us in the Mass, has surpassed all things. Motioning forward, unknowingly, to fulfil the Scriptures, a Roman auxiliary pierces our Lord's side. There immediately gushes out blood and water. It is accomplished, and the earth shakes.
2: I love, I love you, Jesus, Jesus my, my love, love above, above all things.
4: things. I, I repent, repent with, with
2: my whole heart, heart of having offended having you. you. Never, never permit me to separate myself from you me. again. Grant, Grant that I, I may love you always, and then, then do with me what you do. will.
3: Let me share with thee his name who for all my sins was slain.
1: the 13th station Jesus is taken down from the cross
2: we adore you O Christ and we praise you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world
1: and while they were there the time came for her to give birth and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place them in the end. Luke 2 verses 6 to 7. Just as at the Annunciation the body of Jesus is given to Mary, just as at his birth Mary once more holds Jesus in her loving arms. Accepting the will of God, Mary knows that it is all necessary but no less painful. We can recognise then that Mary holds close the body of Christ, the Church, in her arms, both in times of joy and in times of sorrow. If in our joys and sorrows we place ourselves into those same loving arms of the Mother of God, we can be assured of being brought closer to Christ, her Son.
2: I love, I love you, Jesus, Jesus. My, my love, love above, above all things. things. I, I repent, repent with, with my whole heart of having offended only. you. No, never never permit me to separate myself from you again. Grant, Grant that, that I may love you love always, always, and then, and then do with me what you, do. what you will.
3: Let me mingle tears with thee, mourning him who mourned for me. May
4: live. The 14th station. Jesus is laid in his tomb.
3: We adore, we adore you, O Christ,
2: Christ, and we praise you, praise because, because by, by your holy, holy cross you have redeemed the world.
4: After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. John 19, verse 38. Victims of crucifixion were usually left to the vultures, but our Lord's mistreated body is honourably buried in a new tomb through the pleadings of Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph, a secret disciple who had feared the Jews, showed that his faith was strong enough to outweigh those fears. His last act of kindness is to prepare Jesus' body with aloe, myrrh and linens. Let us pray that our faith will remain as strong as Joseph's, and never let us forget our brothers and sisters who continue to live in fear, persecuted in the name of Christ. I, I love, love you, Jesus my love, Jesus, my love above all things. things. I I repent repent with with my whole
2: heart heart of having offended you. Never Never permit me to separate myself from you again. Grant Grant that I may love you always and and then do with me what you you will.
3: By the cross with thee to stay there with thee to weep and pray is all I ask of thee to give
0: Welcome to our second reading from the recently published apostolic letter Patris Cordae, written by Pope Francis in celebration of St Joseph. This week we will have chapters 1 and 2. Chapter 1. A Beloved Father. The greatness of St Joseph is that he was the spouse of Mary and the Father of Jesus. In this way, he placed himself, in the words of St. John Chrysostom, at the service of the entire plan of salvation. St. Paul VI pointed out that Joseph concretely expressed his fatherhood by making his life a sacrificial service to the mystery of the incarnation and its redemptive purpose. He employed his legal authority over the Holy Family to devote himself completely to them in his life and work. He turned his human vocation to domestic love into a superhuman ablation of himself, his heart and all his abilities, a love placed at the service of the Messiah who was growing to maturity in his home. Thanks to his role in Salvation History, St Joseph has always been venerated as a father by the Christian people. This is shown by the countless churches dedicated to him worldwide, the numerous religious institutes, confraternities, and ecclesial groups inspired by his spirituality and bearing his name, and the many traditional expressions of piety in his honour. Innumerable holy men and women were passionately devoted to him. Among them was Teresa of Avila, who chose him as her advocate and intercessor, had frequent recourse to him, and received whatever graces she asked of him. Encouraged by her own experience, Teresa persuaded others to cultivate devotion to Joseph. Every prayer book contains prayers to St Joseph. Special prayers are offered to him each Wednesday, and especially during the month of March, which is traditionally dedicated to him. Popular trust in St Joseph is seen in the expression, Go to Joseph, which evokes the famine in Egypt when the Egyptians begged Pharaoh for bread. He in turn replied, Go to Joseph. What he says to you, do. Pharaoh was referring to Joseph the son of Jacob, who was sold into slavery because of the jealousy of his brothers, and who, according to the biblical account, subsequently became viceroy of Egypt. As a descendant of David, from whose stock Jesus was to spring according to the promise made to David by the prophet Nathan, and as the spouse of Mary of Nazareth, St. Joseph stands at the crossroads between the Old and New Testaments. Chapter 2 A Tender and Loving Father Joseph saw Jesus grow daily in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favour. As the Lord had done with Israel, so Joseph did with Jesus. He taught him to walk, taking him by the hand. He was for him like a father who raises an infant to his cheeks, bending down to him and feeding him. In Joseph, Jesus saw the tender love of God. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. In the synagogue, during the praying of the Psalms, Joseph would surely have heard again and again that the God of Israel is a God of tender love, who is good to all, whose compassion is over all that he has made. The history of salvation is worked out in hope against hope, through our weaknesses, all too often We think that God works only through our better parts. Yet most of his plans are realised in and despite our frailty. Thus St Paul could say, To keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me, But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. Since this is part of the entire economy of salvation, we must learn to look upon our weaknesses with tender mercy. The evil one makes us see and condemn our frailty, whereas the spirit brings it to light with tender love. Tenderness is the best way to touch the frailty within us. Pointing fingers and judging others are frequently signs of an inability to accept our own weaknesses, our own frailty. Only tender love will save us from the snares of the accuser. That is why it is so important to encounter God's mercy, especially in the Sacrament of Reconciliation, where we experience his truth and tenderness. Paradoxically, the evil one can also speak the truth to us, yet he does so only to condemn us. We know that God's truth does not condemn, but instead welcomes, embraces, sustains and forgives us. That truth always presents itself to us like the merciful Father in Jesus' parable. It comes out to meet us, restores our dignity, sets us back on our feet and rejoices for us, for as the Father says, this is my son, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Even through Joseph's fears, God's will, his history and his plan were at work. Joseph then teaches us that faith in God includes believing that he can work even through our fears, our frailties and our weaknesses. He also teaches us that amid the tempests of life, we must never be afraid to let the Lord steer our course. At times we want to be in complete control, yet God always sees the bigger picture. As we conclude our podcast today we remember all those people who have had to flee their homes for whatever reason across our world today there are so many refugees and migrants and in so many countries they are despised they are treated with great suspicion They are not welcome. We lift up our voices to the merciful God. And we place into your care all refugees and migrants. The God who hurts with humanity. To you we lift up our voices and pour out our hearts to you in sadness and in grief, for those who don't have anyone to hear their suffering and pain, for those who don't have anyone to love and care, for those who don't have anyone to tell their stories, and especially for those who have been suffering due to this pandemic and struggling with the virus to see another day in their life. We pray for their courage of heart and strength of mind and body. Keep them safe from all harm. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Have a good week. Keep safe. And let's all rejoice when we can come together after the pandemic. In the name of the Father and of the Son